We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. There. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and brought to you today by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. I am joined today by Justin. Well, hey, guys. How are you? We've also got Kamiar along. I have a sore throat, and I don't know Rona. what it is. But uh, Rona. I, there's a rumor that Rona. Kim Jong-un may uh, be in trouble. Ooh. Dennis Robin, next uh, leader of North Korea. I think Korea. that's how that works, the yeah. natural hey. line of succession. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I think it's, it's a really a viral marketing ploy for the last dance you know episode three is the rodman episode it's true you're probably right and i think he's gonna be like coronated shortly after hey stay tuned i'm all for it man i am all for it (laughs) guys today we are doing a another redraft we've been going uh back year by year redrafting the nba lottery today we're going to do 2017 which is a fascinating nba draft before we get there, though, how was uh, so? All three of us are working from home right now during quarantine. How was yeah. how was the working from home going? I uh, I got dressed in like real clothes for the first time yesterday in a while. Like it was a uh, it was an experience. Good for you. 
Good for you. I will say that working from home with two small children in the home is very different. Uh, I worked from home for like seven months um, a few years ago, and it was great. Loved it. This has not been as enjoyable. (laughs) Um, Thankfully, I have a nice pair of soundproof headphones. Without that, I'm not sure that I would still be sane. But still, I think the number of times that I like mutter, like, shut up under my breath each day has increased exponentially. So I've got that going for me. Nice. Nice. I, uh, the at home work has been going okay for me. Although today, uh, pretty tragic. I want to click my pen on so I could write some stuff down. Um, but the pen was already like not on, but like the, the, the tip of the pen was already out, mm. which without context is a weird phrase. I hate phrase. when the tip's already out. And, uh, and I went to like punch down on the pen, but I was holding it upside down. So I just jammed the ink pen into my thumb, and that kind of hurt. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a strange thing to do. That's the, uh, that's the, the worst that's part of working at home so far. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. How'd you so, do that? You know, it's, it's whatever. You know what the best part of working from home is? Is... Um, Aside from the wardrobe, I feel like the wardrobe is the obvious thing, but the amount of snacks that I get to consume throughout the day, that's, that's been a nice perk. Yeah. I have a small like trash can under my desk and I'm looking at it right now and it's mostly just full of like Cheeto bags and it's delightful. Uh, puffy or crunchy? Uh, both. I'm a, Uh, I'm an equal opportunity Cheeto eater. Disgusting. Yeah. You got to go crunchy and... This might be a little bit of a hot take, but I prefer baked Cheetos over regular Cheetos. I don't know about baked, but have you tried the Simply Cheetos? No. They're like, I. they make me feel healthy. I doubt they're actually <laughs> I love, healthy. But it like comes in a Doritos, green bag. The healthy version of <laughs> right, Doritos. Exactly. Like that it, doesn't exist, bro. It's got like some green and like a leaf. Makes me feel good about myself, but it's it's a white cheddar Cheeto. Oh, they also okay. have a jalapeno white cheddar, and they are both fantastic. See, I can't do jalapeno-flavored stuff, man. Makes your poop hurt or what? No, <laughs> it just it doesn't taste good. No. What? I just don't like it. Jake has a very, a very uh, cleansed and renounced palate of only eating chicken, barbecue, cheese, and repeat and rinse and repeat on that. Sounds like my three-year-old. Yeah, hey, exactly. Kid probably it's good living, good though. It's good living. I um like if I ever go to like a sporting event, you know, you go get like the cheap ass nachos with like mm-hmm. the the, mm-hmm. the liquid cheese that's basically so just good. melted freaking plastic. They throw that uh, that jalapeno on top. Not I'm not playing games, man. Get it out of here. Not a fan. You're ridiculous. You know that You're missing out. I no no the smell of jalapenos, the texture, taste. Can't do any of it. That's a shame. It's a real shame. It's not my cup of tea. Anyways, what kind of is my cup of tea is NBA redrafts. Mm. We have done 2019, 2018. We're on to 2017 now. This should be a fun one, guys. Uh, To remind our listeners at home, because I'm sure they're just wanting to listen to a podcast and not have to go look up this NBA draft. Uh, This was the year that Markel Fultz went number one. Some of the biggest Mm. names in this draft, Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, uh, De'Aaron Fox. We got guys like Laurie Markkinen, um, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo. For Thunder fans, this was the Terrence Ferguson draft. Boo! 
So, um, so, so that's the draft we're looking at. Now, a few notes before we take off here. Originally, Boston had the number one overall pick, uh, but they traded it to Philly. They swapped. Uh, Philly jumped number, number one. Boston fell back to number three and got a future pick. And that deal was done, I think, about a week before trade day. Or not trade day, but draft day. So we are letting that trade stand. All the draft day trades, though, uh, we have gotten rid of. We're going back to the original set in the 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 lineup, I guess, of the lottery. Uh, some of the draft night trades that were made that night. Minnesota traded pick number seven on draft night to Chicago. Uh, that was part of the Zach Levine, Jimmy Butler deal. Uh, Sacramento traded pick 10 on draft night to Portland for 15 and 20. Uh, that was pick 10 was, uh, I have it on my list here, Zach Collins. 15 and 20 were Justin Jackson and Harry Giles III. And then Denver traded pick 13 on draft night to Utah. That was the Donovan Mitchell pick. So all those tr- those trades, those draft night trades, we've gotten rid of them. Now, if we want to make trades tonight, guys, you are more than welcome to make trade calls while we're drafting. However, the, the trades that actually happened on that draft night, we're getting rid of. We are traveling back in time mm-hmm. to this draft. Mm-hmm. We have the same roster that this team had way back when. The big difference is we know what these players become, what, three years down the line now. So you have, you're armed with that information to make decisions here. With that being said, our draft order tonight, Kamiar uh, is drafting first. Uh, yeah, I'm we drafting are. second, and Justin will be drafting third, and we'll just repeat that process until mm-hmm, we get through mm-hmm. all 14 picks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Guys, any questions before we get this bad boy started? Um, yeah, I got a question. Okay. You still have to do voices. If that if that was going to be your question, uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> no. um, how many chips could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Did you say chips? Yep. Do woodchucks chuck chips? They might. How mm. many chips could a wood chip chuck if a woodchuck? I don't think could that's how it goes. Chucks? It's what how kind it of goes. chips are we talking here? Your mom's chips. Gosh. All right, let's get this question. podcast started. Call me our front office of the Philadelphia 76ers. You are on the clock. Trust the process. What are you thinking here? Oh, well, you know what? I'm Jerry Colangelo, and we got. We got the process going on with Joel Embiid. He's he's a monster. We got Robert Covington, as more known as Rocco. He's a good guy. And we got Jeremy Grant. He's a pretty he's a pretty raw guy. Uh, you know he he might turn into something pretty special down the road on OKC. We have no knowledge of that though. Uh, we got this guy named Timothy Luwawu Cabarro. He's a French guy or a Swiss guy. We don't know, but he's just fun to have around as an all-name team. We got we got uh, Dario Saric, which people make fun of him. Didn't realize he had a cleft lip, and they're all jerks. So we got Dario Saric there too. But we know uh, we know uh, who we want for the first pick of the the 2017 NBA draft. Wow, you your sound almost blew my ear out. Well, uh, we we've the Philadelphia Sixers are picking the perfect running mate to go with the process, which is already there in Jason Tatum, the number one pick. 
That's the only answer for this one. Uh, Jerry, real yep. quick, are, did you leak this pick on your burner account before you made it? I said we're getting some Tate Yum, but I didn't actually say the actual name. <laughs> All right, that thank you. That makes me feel gross. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, th- this is the obviously obvious pick. Um, in hindsight, ha- hindsight's always twenty twenty. Jason Tatum is on his way to superstardom, mm-hmm. I think. Uh I mean, all the hype was Markel Fultz coming out of college, and and it made sense for Philly to try to get a point guard. But Jason Tatum's just so damn good, man. Yep. Tatum and Simmons and Embiid is a nasty trio that would have had a lot of success. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, So, yeah, Comier, I think this one was was an easy one. Take out Ben Simmons. Just put in Tatum, Saric, and Embiid or – Tatum, Covington, and Bede or something. Simmons, I am not high on Simmons. I think that dude is like not even the top half of the NBA's point guards. Interesting. He's big nice. though. Ooh, he's big. I, he can't I don't shoot think with the he's, damn. I don't, I don't think he's top tier, but to say he's lower than the top half, I don't he, think I could go that far. He would not be starting on a NBA playoff team in the West. I like the idea of playing Ben Simmons at the four more yeah. than I like him playing at the one. Yeah, yeah, because he can't shoot at all. If you play Ben Simmons at the four, I think Ben. I think. Oh, this is about to be a hot take. I'm ready for it, though. Mm-hmm. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Draymond Green is a poor man's Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons could play the That's four, that's where I thought you were going. <laughs> Actually, uh, is that is that hot? It's not hot. But I don't know that it's right. Okay. I don't know that it's the perfect analogy. I'll put it that way. All right. I think that um, they have they have different strengths. I don't think that Simmons is he as sucks. good of a defender as Draymond, and I don't. Think I think he's Draymond, pretty close. I don't think Draymond's as good of a ball handler as Simmons. Who would you rather have, Eric Bledsoe or Ben Simmons? All things considered, Ben Simmons. Who would you rather have, Marcus Smart or Ben Simmons? All right, that's uh, a little bit of a tough one. You'd rather have Simmons than Marcus Smart? Yes. It's 420 was yesterday, Justin. (laughs) What are you thinking? Hey, 420 is all month, Kamiar. God. Well, it's the only good part of 2020 that's happened. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, second up on the clock, the Los Angeles Lakers. That would be me, Magic Johnson, uh, Mm. is in the war room right now. How are you feeling? uh, um, well, I've taken my AIDS medication, so I'm feeling pretty good right it's H- now. Hey, it's, H- it's HIV. HIV positive medication. Let's talk about your son, though. He's got an eccentric wardrobe. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's a, he's a good kid, man. Um, uh, I, I don't know how much I even like this job, if we're being honest. Uh, I might just randomly quit one night without telling anybody. Uh, that might Seems be a, like good, a plan. good plan. Uh, I got Rob Lowe here with me. He's helping me make this decision. I love Rob Lowe. Loved him on West Wing. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's crazy how much. Why am I forgetting their their GM's name? Um, Palinka. Palinka. It's crazy Rob how Palinka. much he, he looks like Rob yeah. Lowe. It's terrifying. It, it's yeah. It's insane. Anyways, so we've got looking at our roster last year. I mean, we started Tyler Ennis, Jordan Clarkson, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, and Larry Nance Jr. Uh, we like Brandon Ingram a lot. We like. Julius Randle a lot. Besides that, our team kind of sucks, and we need somebody who can play point guard for us. Mm. Everyone wants mm. us to take this kid from Southern Los Angeles, 
went to UCLA, Lonzo Ball. You know, he's an L.A. kid. He grew up a Lakers fan. He's a ball boy. Has but, a nice, has a really nice father. Yeah, I just, man, there's this other kid out there that we think can handle the ball and just be a lot better on all sides of the ball and be a prime initiator. Terrence Ferguson. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go with Lonzo, I don't think, but our pick is in. With the second overall pick in the 2017 redraft, the Los Angeles Lakers are taking Donovan Mitchell. That's fun. Do you think the Lakers still would have traded him to get LeBron down the road? That's a good question. Could Knowing, they have gotten away with wait, not? Wait, because on. we've we've you mean seen for we've, Anthony Davis. Yeah, because we've yeah. seen what Donovan Mitchell has done the last three years, right? And really, to me, like has he has he expanded his game? Yes, but has he expanded his game like? Several other players that come to the league and get like get just better, like uh, Luca got even better in his second year, and Trey Young got a lot better in his second year. But Donovan Mitchell, instead of a sharp incline, it's really just been a very slow progression. If 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 he if he's even gotten better, so yeah. knowing what he is, a very good player, but I don't know if he's ever going to be a superstar. He's a star, and he's like. I don't even know if you would call him elite, but he's very, very good. He's the best player on that team. Do you think they would trade him in that to get Anthony Davis on that team? That's an interesting question. Like, is Donovan Mitchell, um, uh, Brandon Ingram, and multiple picks, and Josh Brandon Hart, Ingram, like, Josh Hart, and Lonzo? You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you swap out Lonzo for Donovan Mitchell, is all right. of that worth? Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis is great, but then I also have to look at it from the point of like Donovan Mitchell has been his best in the league whenever he's got the ball in his hands. Um, Brandon Ingram really exploded this year because he had the ball in his hands a lot, yeah. and that was just never going to happen mm-hmm. with LeBron. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, looks like Ingram's not going to live up to that KD expectation, and then he had right. the ball in his hands a lot in New Orleans, and it was like, okay, maybe he might live up to that expectation because he's really damn good. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so I think part of that Lakers trade was just they didn't want to wait for young guys to get good. They just wanted to trade and get somebody now that can come in and already has that pedigree that we can plug in next to LeBron. Somebody that I don't want this because I think LeBron's a, a great player and, and a really good leader, but somebody who LeBron maybe respects a little bit more in the league. And so that, that might be part of why they pulled that trigger on, on top of just like the talent aspect. But the, the argument from like a team building standpoint specifically is really interesting. Because I had a problem with this when the trade went down. If we like remember, like I was, I kept on saying the Lakers are mortgaging their future completely to go all in on LeBron James, who is getting old and Anthony Davis who has had injury problems throughout his entire career and now in the one year they look like prime candidates to win it all or at least take it to the NBA finals that gets shut down by a virus so I was like you know what happened what happens when LeBron James retires and then you're left with Alex Caruso as your second best player you know what I mean like <laughs> It's just like <laughs> people aren't going to flock to Los Angeles without LeBron there. Yeah, yeah it's and not like then all of a sudden, future assets to trade. you've dispersed Brandon Ingram, who's going to be very good. Lonzo Ball, who I think is going to be better than Ben Simmons, who might already be better than Ben Simmons. 
Um, and then you're and some role players there too. So I don't know. I have, I have a problem with that. But that's what just we me. really need Davis on this podcast is house. Yeah, I mean, what if what if he left this this summer? Like, mm-hmm. just be a train wreck for them. Um, one thing we need on this podcast is Kamiar to come up with a <laughs> a wild comp for Ben Simmons, like he has for Zion. You know, I feel like the the call tag for the podcast for so long was Andre Robertson with handles. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, next up on the clock with the third overall pick, Justin is in the war room in Boston, Massachusetts. I hear there's, I hear there's, uh, they're conflicted in the war room. Hmm. You hear, uh, you hear correct. You know, there's a lot of good guys on the board. Uh, we want to make sure that that we pick somebody who who can come in and make an impact for us. Uh, we want somebody who can be a winner. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I used to play golf with Michael Jordan. Uh, oh, Danny to, Ainge. We, 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 we played uh, uh, in the middle of a playoff series, believe it or not, uh, and, and MJ went out and uh, dropped 63 on us that Dang. next day. Uh, but I beat him in golf, so that's what's important. We need a guy who can come in, drop 63 points for us in the playoffs uh, in the garden, and uh, – we really need a, a a ball handler. We got this uh, little fella, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, I like him. Uh, he, you know, he he he's done some good things for us, but I don't know if he's the uh, long term solution. So we might be looking to find somebody to replace him. And and I think we've got our guy. With the third pick in the 2017 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select De'Aaron Fox. Wow. I really like De'Aaron's speed. I, didn't uh, see I think that his uh, he has the the tools, the physical tools, and the mindset to be a good uh, defensive asset for us. He'd really fit in there. Uh, and you know, I I've thought I've thought a lot about uh, potentially trying to to pull off a trade for Kyrie Irving, but I've I've just got this feeling that that dude's crazy. And uh, if De'Aaron worked out for us, that could really could really save us a lot of headaches. I think. <clears throat> This one, in hindsight, is fascinating because you don't get Jason Tatum. Now, instead, you have Marcus Smart, you have De'Aaron Fox, and you have um, Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. And for a team that wants to get out and run the fast break, holy crap. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fun. You know, this this would definitely keep them from making the Kimball Walker trade later on down yep. the line. You know, so there's a lot of interesting wrinkles to this one. But I'm with you in the sense that I think De'Aaron Fox is the next best player on the board here. Yeah. So. Too fast. All right, Kamiar. With the fourth overall pick, the Phoenix Suns are on the board. Well, all right, guys. My name is Ryan McDonough, and uh, <laughs> we've made some very poor decisions over the last few years, so we're really make, ready to make it right. And uh, we've, we've made some pretty terrible decisions as far as, like, picking guys like Dragon Bender um, and, you know, just, just random white guys that can't really shoot the ball. Like, they shoot the ball in EuroLeague, but it didn't really work that well. But we're going to continue that theme with white guys that can play offense but no defense so we can score 140 points a game and, you know, hopefully outscore our opponents. So I think we're ready to make our pick. With the fourth overall selection, we as the Phoenix Suns would like to pick Laurie Markkinen. 
He uh, he fits the bill, can put mid-range and long-range, and he could really do a lot of damage with Devin Booker. I like it. I thought you were going to go with the point guard here, to be honest. No, um, because Devin Booker can play everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, B- Booker and Markkinen, like you said, like you're going to score a shit ton yeah. of points. You're not going to defend very well, but you're going to score a lot of points. <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. I so like I'm, it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, Laurie basically takes the place of Dragon Bender, who was just not good at basketball. Well, and I think outside of uh, outside of Booker, like what shooters did Phoenix have? I don't yeah. feel like I don't feel like they've had enough outside shooting. Obviously, Booker is an elite outside shooter. Shooter, he's an elite <laughs> outside <there>. shitter. <laughs> Easy cousin Eddie, but. Uh, Markinen would would really help in that respect, and I think that just the whole the whole makeup their team with a guy that could consistently hit outside shots, uh, the floor spacing that it would bring would really kind of change how that team looks overall. Definitely. Uh, all right, with pick number five in the draft, the Sacramento Kings are up. Um, Vlade Divac. I will be making the selection for Vlade here tonight. Um, we have drafted awful. We're not a good franchise. We've been crappy for so long. At the end of last season, we were starting Ty Lawson, Langston Galloway, Buddy Hilt, Scalabissier, and Willie Cauley-Stein. Our team is just not good. Um, we do have Buddy, and we feel very, very good about Buddy. So we need to upgrade basically every other position. And for this pick, we are going to go uh, and get... Buddy healed a backcourt running mate. With the fifth overall pick in the 2017 draft, the Sacramento Kings are going to select Markel Fultz. I know even being at this point and and knowing how (laughs) Markel is right now and he hasn't been good, I'm choosing to, to look at this as if he doesn't go to Philly, uh, maybe the, the whole injury thing and the the psychological thing that he went through where he couldn't shoot a basketball doesn't happen. Hmm. And having a backcourt of Markel and Buddy uh, is a really versatile backcourt that is pretty good defensively, um, can shoot the ball really well. And Markel, I mean, coming out of college, he, he had all the tools that you wanted for a lead guard, could run pick and roll, could defend, was athletic, was quick, uh, could shoot the ball a little bit. And so if the injury stuff doesn't happen, I think Markel Fultz, I mean, you know, we can say this about anybody. Oh, if they didn't get injured, they would have been the greatest ever or whatever. I think Markel would have been a really, really, really good player in the league had the injury not happened. And um, so I'm choosing to take a bet here and hope that he can pan out in Sacramento. Um, obviously, Sacramento people don't have a good track record of panning out in <laughs> what Sacramento. What could go wrong? Yeah, but uh, but we're gonna swing for the fences here. That's fascinating. That uh, that that pick requires a lot of optimism, uh, given that we're traveling back in time and taking what we know now with us. I do think Fultz has started to show some flashes of his former self. I don't know that he's shown enough for me to like him at five. I agree but with that statement. If you, you know, who knows? Who knows what would have happened if he was in Sacramento instead if of Philadelphia? You like to uh, talk but 
I think that it's an interesting pick. I think that's a very optimistic pick. Yes, I agree. It, it is definitely optimistic. Uh, but you know, I'm choosing to look at the bright side. I like it. Good pick for you, number Vladdy. six. The Orlando Magic with Justin at the helm are on the clock. Well, uh, this is Magic GM John Hammond here, and uh, you know, uh, when when I'm uh, not visiting Disneyland, uh, I get to run this fun little basketball team, and uh, we've we've got a good good little fun group of players down here, and I I think we've we've got some interesting situations we found ourselves in. You know, we recently traded Serge Ibaka. Um, you know, we 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 really liked him. We we traded a. Uh, some some good assets for old Serge Ibaka, but I'm just not sure he was uh, gonna work out for us in the long term. So we picked up uh, Terrence Ross instead. We brought him down to Orlando, but now I'm really kind of thinking that we might need a post player uh, now that old Serge is gone. Uh, I think there's there's a guy on the board that we got our eye on that can maybe fill that void for us. So I think we're ready to pick. <laughs> Please With the uh, sixth pick in the 2017 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. Wow. Bam. Bam Adebayo Orlando uh, at number six. Uh, we really like Bam, not just his name, uh, but we really like everything about him. Um, you know, he's he's really versatile. Um, he he's shown some flashes of being ability, having the ability to handle the ball. And he's got a little bit of a shooting touch, which we like, uh, kind of some of that, that big man versatility that we're into. Uh, but I think he, he would really bring us a strong presence in the post, which I think we could, could really use right now. For some reason, the Orlando GM sounds like Ned Flanders. <laughs> I don't think that's a very accurate impersonation, but I enjoyed it. So hopefully you did there you too. Go. Except for Kamiar, who I could tell did not. <laughs> Um, Bam's really freaking good, dude. He's really freaking good. Like, I like him a lot. Yeah. And I think that if we had done this redraft a year ago, I don't think he goes here. No. But this year, he's been so good uh, that I I think you're starting to see some of his potential. I think especially with big men in the league, it sometimes takes them a little bit longer to adapt to the, to the NBA game. It usually takes a couple years before you start to see their full potential, and I think we're starting to get to that point with Bam. Yeah, he just like you mentioned the versatility of Bam Adebayo, uh, the the ability to handle, to pass, to attack the basket. He's a great defender. I think the biggest thing for Bam moving forward is trying to develop some range, be mm-hmm. able to step out a little bit more and shoot the ball. But if you told me today, right now, that next year Bam Adebayo is going to be a starter on the East All Star team, I wouldn't be too awfully surprised. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like, like I think, absolutely, like that. It just it makes sense to me. Like, yep, I think it's definitely within his realm of possibility, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like, yeah, but then again, it's the East, so yeah, that that does play a big <laughs> role. Yes, so I like that pick. All right, next up with the seventh overall pick, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, uh, if you guys remember, traded this pick um, whenever they made it in in real life to Chicago for Jimmy Butler. Uh, but Kamiar, Minnesota is on the clock. Uh, so, yeah, this is GM Scott Layden. And, you know, our team isn't very good right now. I mean, like, let's just be honest with where we're at. Our, our point guard is DJ Augustine. Our, our best player is probably Evan Fournier. 
Aaron Gordon is still just not sure of himself. Hey, Kamiar, you know you're drafting for Minnesota and not Orlando, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Minnesota? I don't know why I thought I saw Orlando. Oh, duh. I've already drafted, fella. Scott Layden is still the GM of Minnesota. I was just on the wrong roster. Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> But anyways, big picture guy, big picture our guy. Best no players, wonder the team sucks so freaking bad. <laughs> our best players are Carl Anthony Towns, who he doesn't play defense. Andrew Wiggins, who apparently is only a star when he plays Oklahoma City. And then Zach Levine, who's always yelling at his coaches. Otherwise, everybody else kind of just sucks. You got Gorgie Ding, who's like had one good season. Tyus Jones, who the fans wanted more playing time. Ricky Rubio, who also doesn't play much defense, but he likes to assist a lot. So we just don't really have many true wings out there. I mean, like, what, Andrew Wiggins with his dumb cornrows? Really? That's really going to get it done? So we as a franchise, so the Minnesota Timberwolves, have really come to one solid decision on who we like to pick for number seven. And let me tell you guys, it was between two people, and this guy's getting the nod. He's getting the millions. We'd like to choose Jonathan Isaac. I like that pick. It was tough choosing between Jonathan Isaac and Kyle Kuzma, but uh, seeing like how athletic and how much of a better playmaker Jonathan Isaac can be, um, I, I picked him over Kuzma, who is straight up just a shooter. Yeah, put Jonathan Isaac at the four next to Levine, next to Wiggins, and next to Towns. Like, I mm-hmm. think Towns has the physical tools to be a really good defender. He's just not. But those other two are, like, crazy athletic. And then you add just the insane length of Jonathan Isaac, and you could actually, like, maybe start to build a legitimate defense there. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Isaac a lot. I thought about keeping him in Orlando, but that's boring. Uh, but I think that I think the biggest thing with him is I think again you're starting to see his potential. You know, injuries have yeah. obviously been a part of that, uh, so we'll we'll see more as time goes on. But he's starting to to show some flashes of kind of what he could be. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, before we get on to pick number eight, which is owned by the New York Knicks, we want to take a quick minute and tell you guys about our sponsor for the week, BetOnline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. And if you're missing the NFL, no problem. BetOnline has live, daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can also still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. All right, pick number eight, I will be selecting for the New York Knicks. So looking at the Knicks, last season, 
Our starting point guard was Ron freaking Baker. Woo! Love him. Good hair. Wichita um, State, bro. Good yep. hair. Our, uh, our one really, really good player, actually our two good players, Porzingis and Derek Rose, uh, were both injured, and so they missed a lot of time. Uh, we just had a garbage roster. We think Carmelo Anthony is going to be on his way out. We don't think he wants to be here anymore. Um, we're, we're currently kind of exploring how we could trade him uh, and where he could go. And so we have needs all over the board. Uh, but we're also the Knicks. I mean, we play in the freaking garden. We, we want to have something for fans to be excited about and for fans to show up and cheer for. So we think we have our decision made. With the eighth overall pick in the 2017 draft, the New York Knicks are going to select Lonzo Ball. I knew it. Wow. I knew it. Wow. If there is one place that we need to put um, LaVar Ball, it is in New York City. If there's one place we need to put our balls, it's New York. No, I think Lonzo, I think at this point, uh, back then, Lonzo would have put seats, would have put butts in seats. And I think that's kind of important to the Knicks. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, the next year for the Knicks, their starting lineup, Courtney Lee at point guard, Tim Hardaway Jr. at shooting guard, Lance Thomas, Porzingis, and Ennis Cantor. Now, obviously, Yikes. they didn't know they were going to get Cantor uh, whenever they were in the draft, but if you have Lonzo playing around Tim Hardaway Jr., Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and Ennis Cantor, he's at least going to get those guys a lot of looks, and they're going to score some points. So I, I, I know Lonzo can't shoot well, uh, I know he's mainly a playmaker. He's a really, really good passer, and he's developed into a really solid defensive player. But I think if you put him on a team like this that's kind of surrounded by guys that can score a bit, uh, it makes that team a lot more interesting. That's fascinating. I can only imagine the type of criticism that LeVar Ball would have about uh, James Dolan and the Knicks oh, organization. God, that wonderful. would be unbelievable. Absolutely wonderful. I'm all for it. <laughs> all for it. Uh, all right. Well, Justin, you are up next. You are drafting for the Dallas Mavericks at number nine. Well, guys, uh, Mark Cuban here. Um, uh, cubes. Cubes. The Cubes. The Cubes has entered the chat. Are you thinking uh, about running for president? <laughs> Always. I prefer you on Shark Tank. You're the best one there. <laughs> well, uh, you know, for that reason, I'm out. But really, uh, looking at this roster, uh, we got a lot of needs. You know, we still got Dirk. We love Dirk. Uh, Dirk's awesome. He's been great. Not going to have Dirk forever. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we've got a lot of holes that we could fill. Uh, Wes Matthews has been pretty said. good. JJ's been great. Yogi, Devin Harris, they've been pretty good for us. Um We've got some weak spots, but I think at this point, you know, we really just got to take a look at who's the best player on the board. We got to go with the best player on the board with the most upside. We can figure out the pieces later. I don't think anybody on this roster is untouchable. I think we take the biggest talent and we build around that. And uh, with that, I think we got our pick. At pick number nine in the 2017 NBA draft, the Dallas Mavericks select Kyle Kuzma, 
Wow. Um, we like what Kyle Kuzma brings. Uh, you know, he, he's got a real nice shot. He's a real nice shot creator. He can work on and off the ball, which I think is nice. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hand, so that really gives us some versatility as we think about who we might add in the future. Uh, you know, there's this there's this young kid over in Europe named Luca that I think is pretty hot prospect. Uh, I think he'd be a great pairing with uh, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, we might look to, to look into him in the future, but... We really like what Kuzma could bring us, uh, and I think he he possesses uh, possesses the tools to be a great defender. I don't know that he's there yet, but I think he has the opportunity to improve in that area, and I think he could be a really great asset for this team. This is higher than I expected Kuzma to go. Really? I thought he we really? might sneak him in at the very end of really? the lottery. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Just uh, just my just my opinion. Just my opinion. Not a big fan of Kuzma, huh? No, not really. Not I mean, I think he's I, he's a little bit of an uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An an, an anomaly. He's a little hard to kind of get a read on. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the personnel. You know, we talked about situations before. That's a good point. You know, if I he think, was somewhere else, what is, what does he look like? Well, yeah, and like not just if he was somewhere else, but like think of what he's kind of dealt with you know he had that like lakers young core that he was kind of starting to build something with and kind of looking i think promising there and then they trade all of his teammates and bring in lebron and that totally changes the dynamic and i think he he had to go through and maybe still is going through a bit of a a readjustment period in dealing with the aftermath of that trade and i think that 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 probably hampers your development a little bit versus you know say he goes to dallas and he it's not really competing with anybody for, for offensive uh, touches, and then you bring in Luca. I think that could be a totally different look for for what Kyle Kuzma is today. Definitely. Do you guys find it interesting at all that in those Anthony Davis discussions, uh, Kuzma was the one that they refused to deal? It wasn't Lonzo. It wasn't Brandon Ingram. It wasn't Josh Hart. It was Kuzma that the Lakers were hung up on that they would not include in the deal. Yes, I found that very interesting because yeah, like I, you would have thought like. Maybe they were higher on Brandon Ingram, but they knew they're going to have to give up a lot to get uh, Anthony Davis. I don't know, you know, but it's it, it is an interesting idea there. Like they were so high on Kuzma that if they had to give him up, they were just willing to pass on Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of wild. All right, well, pick number ten. Kamiar is drafting for the Sacramento Kings. Kamiar, do not forget that Sacramento has already drafted Markel Fultz tonight. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Freaking bloody! I don't know if that's going to uh, to change <laughs> what your draft selection is going to be, but all right. So I'm on the clock. Vlade is on the clock. Vlade Divac is on the clock. So you know, back in Yugoslavia, we don't have that many great players. Um, but we have we have we have Tony Kukoc. He's pretty good. Uh, Drazen Petrovic, he pretty good too. We beat, we won multiple world champs in the world, and uh, you know that that's what makes me uh, legitimized to be GM of Sacramento King uh, franchise. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. We want the buddy, you know, the buddy healed for everybody else. But uh, uh, you know, we took Marco Fultz earlier. It must have been a brain fart. I don't know who who drafted him. It wasn't me though, so uh, it's pretty strange. Uh, <laughs> 
on our team, we got, you know, we got Aaron Aflalo. He's old as crap. Matt Barnes, old as crap. Probably needs a tetanus shot. Omri Caspi, old as crap. You got Willie Cauley-Stein. Probably needs a tetanus shot. Yeah, yeah, really good. He's pretty good. Uh, what a Demarcus Cousins boogie. He's uh, the boogie and the buddy. This fun, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, Boogie Cousins probably the best player on our team, and uh, you know, uh, he's pretty, he's pretty special. But uh, we need a, a, a front court running mate with him, especially after the drafting of uh, you know, Demarcus Fultz with the broke ass jumper. So uh, we've made our decision. With the something number pick in the NBA draft and our second one in the lottery, we have chosen our front court running mate with Boogie Cousins to be Josh Collins. Uh, John Collins. John Collins. John Collins is uh, Josh is his, <laughs> what I I know Josh Collins is a uh, his affectionate name, but John Collins is what his actual name is. Uh, and I don't know if this changes your pick at all, but. Boogie got traded for Buddy. You're the boogie like, for the Buddy. <laughs> so, but John Collins is. <laughs> this feels very on brand for Vladdy. One hundred percent. Markel, Buddy, and John Collins is a. Uh, that's a fun lineup. That's fun. Yeah, that's a I fun like lineup. They're gonna score a lot of points. They, they go might play no not defense, be though. good defensively, but no yeah, defense in Sacramento. <laughs> that's all right. It's all right. Who needs defense, man? It'd be fun, though. Definitely. Would, that'd be worth tuning in for. Uh, all right. So moving on, I am selecting for the Charlotte Hornets at pick 11. So, uh, you know, as the the person making all the decisions here, Michael Jordan, I just I don't know what it is to tank. I refuse to tank. Uh, so I'm pretty pissed off we have this pick anyways. Um Kind of gives me a headache, but it depends how bad the effing headache is, if I'm going to take any medicine or not. Um, that was my favorite line of the entire first two episodes of that was pretty good. The Last Dance. I think my favorite was Traveling Cocaine Circus. Uh, that's good. But that one's up there. <laughs> Maybe my favorite meme from the entire series so far is someone said, um, why do we all need to stay inside and quarantine during COVID-19? <laughs> and then it was Scotty Pippen saying, I ain't trying to F up my summer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's pretty good. So good. All right, so Charlotte with pick 11 here. We have Kemba. We have Nick Batum. We have Michael Kidd Gilchrist. We have uh, Marvin Williams. Uh, we uh, A lot of those guys are older, so we don't really know how we feel about all those guys. Uh, we got Jeremy Lamb, but he's kind of iffy. Uh, we got Frank Kaminsky, but he's kind of iffy. We've kind of missed on a lot of these lottery picks in the past. We want to just take the best player on the board at this point. Um, and, and so I think we have our pick. With the number 11 pick in the draft, Charlotte is going to select Zach Collins. Oh, that's a great pick. Uh, Vladi agrees. <laughs> I always um, like him as much as Josh Collins. Yeah, he's yeah. good too. Uh, the, the, Col- the Collins are going back and back. Uh, the two brothers, right? So they're not really brothers for those of you listening. But uh, <laughs> but no, Zach Collins, again, versatile big. He can step out and mm-hmm. shoot. He can handle the ball a little bit. He can pass. He can defend. Um, you know, I thought he was poised for a really good season with Portland this year until he got hurt. 
uh, I mean, he, he probably changes the outcome of that Portland team this year a little bit. If you c- can play a lot more Zach Collins and a lot less Scalabissier mm-hmm. and Hassan Whiteside, uh, you're probably in a little bit better of a place. I like Zach a lot. I think, yeah. he, I, you know, I don't think he's going to be an all-star. You know, I, I don't think he's like, you know, a max kind of guy, but I just think he kind of fits the modern NBA a bit. And I don't know, guys from Gonzaga, like these high-round draft picks recently from Gonzaga have done really well. You know, I mean, he's coming from the same place as Sabonis, so I feel pretty good about that. Adam Morrison was a great Gonzaga player. That is true. That is true. So is – All right, Justin, you are up. Pick number 12 for the Detroit Pistons. Well, uh, up here in Detroit, uh, we've got a lot of needs – Trying to trying to sell at that Little Caesars Arena. It's a beautiful arena. A lot of good seats to pick from. Uh, we we got to do pizza. something to to fill these seats. Uh, we got Andre Drummond. Uh, Andre's a beast. I think he'll be here. You know, he'll be here his whole career. Uh, Andre will be a guy that is a piston for life. His his jersey will be hanging in the rafters. We can count on him. Uh, outside of that, we got a lot of uh, opportunity to improve our roster. Um, I like Tobias Harris. I'm not sure he's going to stick around long-term. Contavious Caldwell-Pulp, I think that guy might get arrested any day. Who knows? Uh, Ish Smith, I don't even know. Is he really a point guard? He's a point Uh, guard-ish. Boo. (laughs) I can't even do that with a straight face. Uh, (laughs) But I think think we're going to – we are facing a point where we're going to have to make some moves looking at the future. I don't think – Outside of Andre, Andre's a piston for life. Outside of him, I, I don't think this roster's got a lot of pieces that we can uh, build a contender around. So we're going to be looking to start making some moves, uh, some some drastic moves, dramatic moves to try and improve this roster. So we're really most interested in, in taking somebody who can uh, provide us with some versatility and can, can be a strong piece for us uh, as we look towards the future, uh, building around Andre Drummond, who, like I said, he's a, he's a lifelong piston. Uh, so with that, uh, I think we got our pick. At pick 12 in the uh, 2017 NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons select Jarrett Allen. Ooh, that's a good uh, pick. I like that. Jarrett Allen, uh, he's he's a real nice-looking uh, prospect. He, he can score at the basket real nice. Uh, he's got some rim protection and rebounding. I think it would be a nice compliment to Andre Drummond. He can kind of learn under Drummond a little bit, who, like I said, is a lifelong piston. Uh, I think he's got a nice-looking shooting stroke. He can use his size and athleticism to, to have effectiveness on both ends of the floor. Uh, I think he can improve his touch a little bit, but I think I think we can work on that. I think we can work on that. Uh, overall, I, I just I love this guy's tools. I think the sky's the limit for him. I'm into it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like the, I like Jared Allen in Detroit. Fantastic. I think Jared I Allen's like, good, and I don't think. I mean, I, I would assume moving forward, the Nets are going to continue to start uh, DeAndre Jordan, and I don't think that's the right choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're doing it to obviously like make KD and Kyrie happy, but uh, Jared yeah. Allen's the better player at this point. I agree, and he can carry on the story tradition that Ben Wallace, uh, the Ben Wallace fro in Detroit. Oh, I think yeah. that would be a there nice you go. selling piece point. For them. Selling yeah. point. Yep, I'm into it. I'm into it. All right, Kamiar, you are up with pick 13 for the Denver Nuggets. All right, well, we are 
Arturis Karnasovas for the Denver Nuggets. We still have we have issue on issue on the team. We have not only Yusuf Nurkic, but we also have Nikola Jokic, and they just don't like each other. And but we have Will Barton, Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, Juancho Werner Gomez, uh, Jamal Murray. You know, got a bunch of young guys that we really excited about. And well, I mean. Instead, we, we're going to shift towards going away from big men and going toward more athletic guys that can cover a lot of room. So we're really excited about this next pick. With the 13th pick in the NBA draft, we, the Denver Nuggets, select OG Anunobi. Great upside, length, can play 3 through 5 with length. Uh, just a lot of things he can do, especially if he can spread floor from three. I like it. Um, I think OG's really good. I wish the Thunder would have drafted him. I think putting him next to Jokic yes. is very, very fun. Then they won't even have to. Then they won't. Then they don't even accept that trade for Jeremy Grant years later down because they got yep. OG. Yep. Uh, I I think <laughs> OG's. I, again, don't think he's an All Star at any point yeah. in his career, but I do think he's really good. I think he's so versatile and long. And I don't know. It surprised me that the Thunder took Ferguson with OG on the board because OG just kind of checks all those boxes that um, that Sam Presti's always gone for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought about taking OG uh, with the last pick for for Detroit. I I really like him. Uh, like you said, not an All Star but has a lot of tools and a lot of potential. And I, th- I think he'll be a solid contributor for a long time. Yep. Yes. All right. I have the last pick in the lottery, which is number 14 to Miami. Miami. So we have this past season, we started Goran Dragic, Josh Richardson, Rodney Magruder, James Johnson, Magruder. Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> Magruder! Uh, his- <laughs> Hassan's a little bit of an of a head case. Uh, Goron's always been really good. James Johnson's getting a little bit older. I love James. Uh, we Johnson. do have a lot of high hopes for this Josh Richardson kid, though. We think he's going to be real good. So we b- firmly believe in our culture and our work ethic. And Pat Riley, we think whoever we draft, we can mold them into somebody very, very good. Um, and so with that being said, we have made our decision. With the 14th pick and the last pick in our redraft, the Miami Heat are going to select Luke Kennard. Ew, what? We're taking Tyler Hero three years before Tyler Hero was eligible for the draft. I think think Luke Kennard's good, and I think if you don't put him in Detroit and you put him in Miami, I think he could be... Uh, a very, very good role There's player. so many more better players available than Luke Kennard, though. Who would you take? I would have taken Derek White. I, that, that was the other guy I was thinking. He would thinking have been a perfect fit in Miami. Miami. I was think, yeah, I was thinking Derek White there as well. But I just think Luke Kennard, uh, he's younger than Derek at this point. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think that in Miami, Luke could be – I think he's already good in Detroit. I think he could be much better – uh, down in Miami, where I think Derek White uh, coming out of college, he just kind of is who he is. Yeah, that's um, fair. 
you know, and, and he went to the perfect situation with the Spurs, obviously. Yeah, uh, he good, he, he real good. I think yeah. uh, you throw Luke Kennard in there and, and you can swap him out for the other white guy, Tyler Johnson. True. And I think Miami's probably Miami's better for it. True. Yeah, that's interesting. I think he, he has potential. Uh, I don't think that pick makes me super excited, except for the opportunity to refer to him as the Nard Dog. True. All right, well, to recap for you guys, um, our 14 picks, number one, Philadelphia took Jason Tatum. Yes. Number two, the Lakers take Donovan Mitchell. <clears throat> the Celtics at three take De'Aaron Fox. Four, Phoenix takes Laurie Markkinen. Five, the Sacramento Kings take Markel Fultz. Six, Orlando Magic take Bam Adebayo. Seven, the Timberwolves take Jonathan Isaac. Eight, the Knicks take Lonzo Ball. Nine, Dallas takes Kyle Kuzma. Sacramento goes again at 10 and takes John Collins. Not Josh. Charlotte at 11 takes Zach Collins. Yes, Josh Collins. Uh, Charlotte at 11 (laughs) takes Zach Collins. Detroit at 12 takes Jarrett Allen. Denver at 13 takes OG Inunobi. Miami at 14 takes Luke Kennard. Players that originally went in the lottery in that draft that we did not select would be Josh Jackson, Frank Nilakina, Dennis Smith Jr., and Malik Monk. Malik Monk. Yeah. So we left four guys names, off. Oh, man, Malik is good, names. too. Dang. Malik would have been Malik's a good pick. Potential. He would have been good for Miami or Denver, too. But when you list those four together, I think I think of the players that were selected in the lottery, those feel like the right four to leave off. Yeah. If you had to rank the lottery of that year um, from 1 to 14 – they're probably number 10 through 14. Yeah. They're, they're kind of at the bottom of the list. Um, guys that were out of the lottery that we bumped up, uh, all of them were first rounders. We didn't take anyone from the second round, but uh, we took John Collins, who I believe went 17th. Uh, Jarrett Allen went 22nd. Yay. OG went 23rd or something like that. And Kuzma went like 29th or 30th. <clears throat> yeah, Kuzma. No, no, Derek White went 30th, yeah. so I think Kuzma went 29th. He was, so, he was late. So we bumped a handful of guys from mm-hmm. the late first round up into the lottery. Uh, guys, which which pick tonight uh, is the fit that you like the most? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I like Alonzo in New York. I also really like uh Lori marketing with Phoenix and I also I kind of like Donovan Mitchell with the Lakers. Yeah, I think I mean and this might just be cheating because it's number 1, but I think if you got modern day Jason Tatum If anybody gets Joel Jason Embiid, Tatum it's the perfect pick. Right. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. with Joel I mean just the fit there is so good. Yep. I agree. That's what I was going to say. Feel it feels a little like a cop out um because it's the easy yeah. answer but I agree. Yeah. I think that's a great fit. Um, I think that, honestly, I think John Collins in Sacramento is fascinating Yo! to me. Um, not I Josh. Think that that, not, not Josh, just to be clear. Um, I think John Collins um, with Markel Fultz and uh, Buddy Heald, that's a, that's a fun team that, you know, probably going to bleed points, but I think they'd be an entertaining watch, um, not too dissimilar from kind of how the Kings were a couple seasons ago. Definitely, yeah. and I think my favorite um, just kind of thought experiment one we have here is Jonathan Isaac to Minnesota. If your starting lineup is, uh, insert point guard, Jeff Teague, I guess, 
And then you have Levine, Wiggins, Isaac, and Cat. I think you have an interesting, really young core. And if I think uh, you make Isaac Wiggins develop, a lot more expendable by doing that. Definitely. I or flip side of that, it could make Wiggins need to focus a lot less offensively. True. And you could have him just become like a really lockdown defender and kind of let Cat and Levine carry the the scoring punch. If Levine could become what he is in Chicago now and Isaac could develop like he did in Orlando, I think you have a really fascinating, really young team there. Man, I think in our I think the guys that we left out that could be a bargain for teams that are like OKC that were not in the lottery. Uh Derek White, Malik Monk mm-hmm. could would be a freaking bargain for somebody in 15 through 30 um even dudes like dennis smith jr who can be Mm -hmm. good uh josh hart didn't even go and he could be pretty pretty special and harry giles otherwise and of course monte morris but i think he might just be a product of the system to be honest yeah and I mean, I might be crazy. I think there there was and maybe still is something to Frank Nilakina. I don't. And just going to the Knicks is is almost as bad as going to the Kings. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, I think if fair. Frank Nilakina ended up in, you know, not even like a San Antonio or an OKC, but just ended up or a Miami, but you know, just a middle of the road uh, kind of program. I think he would have been really good. You know, what What if uh, he ends up in Boston? Or what if he ends up in Dallas or or Denver? You know, I think Frank Nilakina could develop and become a really, really good defender, and they could really maximize his offensive value. I know he's not a great offensive player, but you could have maximized uh, what you could get out of him, which I think he is nowhere near maximized in New York. Absolutely. Just because it's New York. Right. So no, not many people have been maximized by New York. Yes, exactly. So awesome. Well, guys, the 2017 redraft is done. That was a fun one. Uh, maybe one of my, my favorite ones we've done so far. Uh, same time next week, we'll do 2016. Dun, dun, dun. I can't even remember. We're, we're, I'm, they're all jumbling up together for me now. Who right. was number one in 2016? Was that Ben Simmons? Uh, yeah. I think it was Ben Simmons. That sounds right. Tragic. Yeah, Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Ingram, Jalen Brown, Buddy Heal, Jamal Murray. Think of all Do- the better Domas players. Domas Sabonis. This think, is going to be a fun one to think read. Think of all the better be players one. you could have had at one instead of a guy that can't shoot but just has handles. Um, Dragon Bender went number four. Marquise Chris went number eight. Chris Dunn at five. Man, Phoenix stays yeah. sucking balls at drafting. I swear. Dude, so I, I've read stories from guys like Sam Vecini that Phoenix like puts absolutely no effort, no money, no time into their scouting program to try Clearly. to like, find good kids. Yeah, I mean, and then they go out and they draft Cameron Johnson this year in the lottery, who wasn't, you know, <laughs> slated to go until like the late. 20s. I just, I just don't, I don't understand. How mad do you have to be if you're Devin Booker? I, 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 just, I don't get it. How, how you can just be that bad for that long and you're not even going for the best player available. Like, what the holy hell? Like, why would you yeah, know. be a fan of that franchise? Like, imagine Phoenix in 2016 taking um, like a, even a Jamal Murray and then the next year, like we just did, taking a, a Laurie Markkinen or something. Like, you could have built such a better team through the draft. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker has to, to be worse. has to get out of there. Yep. It's uh it's just it's, it ain't good. 
All right, well, we'll get into all of that next week uh, with the 2016 redraft. Uh, That one should be fun. So, hey, thank you guys so much for checking out our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, While we are at a time without NBA basketball, we hope we provided you with some entertainment. If you're a longtime listener, as always, we appreciate the crap out of you guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Keep social distancing. We will be back. Taylor and I, maybe we'll have another one of these guys on for our Friday podcast where we will be doing the top five power forwards in Thunder history. Last week, we did the top five centers. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and check it out. It was really good. Also, back on Monday, we did a podcast where we had homework for all the young Thunder players on who they should watch and model their game after while they're locked in quarantine. So that was a good one as well. Make sure you go check that out. We will be back with you in a couple of days. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. It looks like weather is going to to be nice here in Oklahoma City after this stretch of storm. So park your cars in the garage. Don't get hailed on. And we will talk to you Friday. Thunder up. David Payne sucks. Damian Lane's better. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.